Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Hey family, what's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited today. I have Carl Gilliard, the actor, producer, from, oh, is it LA? Are you in LA, Carl? I am in LA. Oh my goodness, so excited. And you know, Carl, <laughs> you can actually catch him every Tuesday night on BET. What's the name of your show, Carl? Let everybody know. It's The Family Business. I play a character called Brother Minister, and the lead in the show is Ernie Hudson from the Ghostbusters, but also Valerie Pettiford, Darren DeWitt Henson, Lisa Ray's in it, Michael Jai White and many other people that I'm sure that you recognize. So That yeah. is so exciting. Oh man, I love BET. Let me tell you, where would we me be too. without BET? So congratulations <laughs> on all you. that you're doing. And I know you also have a digital series on YouTube, Two Degrees, yeah? Yes, Two Degrees. You can find it on YouTube at Two Degrees, the series. Uh, low concept show, started with a little bit of money and then we're about to shoot the second season mm. next month. We're gonna start the new season, so, but this, First season's on YouTube and on Facebook, but YouTube is it. Oh, Either man. Two okay. degrees of series. Two degrees of series, all one word. YouTube, yes. Y'all better support Brother Carl. Now, Carl, let's support. get to it. You know, I'm really nosy. I met Carl on Clubhouse, so I'm really excited that you decided to, to join me here. We connected on Clubhouse and our Ask a Married Couple Anything group that um, I do with my husband, Andy. And so, Carl... I brought you here because you have a lot of a story. So let's let's take it back first. You know, like tell us a little bit about your love journey. A little bit. Well, you know, I'm in my 60s, so it's a lot of bit. Um, but uh, highlight real. <laughs> yeah, low light. So uh, long story short, I am in my third marriage. Mm. I often joke about the fact that I've been married 33 years to three different women. The first year, the first marriage was uh, 14 years, second one 11, and the current one I'm in is uh, going on seven years. And uh, I've made some mistakes along the way, shall we say. But, you know, I, I, um, I count it all joy. I don't, you know, I'm grateful for the journey that I've had. I'm grateful to be able to share it with others to hope, hopefully help them get through it. But there were some painful pitfalls along the way, you know, and, uh, and I can certainly see why a lot of people either have trepidation or have fear because of what's in the air and what people who they know have been through or what they themselves have been through. So it's very tough. But I think perspective is everything and how you uh -huh. deal with it. Mm -hmm. So, okay, being married three times, like I know many of people that will just give up after the first time, give up after the second time. Like, how did you keep that hope alive, especially for this last marriage? How old were you? Tell us a little bit of, of that that story with this now the marriage that you are currently so happily in well uh the first marriage i i i, I you know i think it's all about the choices i've made like i said but mm -hmm. i really take a lot of responsibility for all of it mm -hmm. but the first marriage in particular uh i had my reasons but i probably should not have divorced her she was the mother of my kids and that did it happen so second marriage, though, I probably should not have married her in the first place, right? <laughs> but when I married her, 
I never thought that it would end in divorce. In fact, they even told her when I first married her, I said, look, you can leave, but I'm going with you. So that was my attitude. Uh, I don't think she shared that. I think she had another kind of a motive involved in, in, in mind, which we're going to touch on a little bit of what I think a lot of women do with the mistakes they make in terms of that. I learned a lot about that. So how I was able to do it was I've always seen myself as a husband. You know, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. And so I don't see myself out there, you know, just kind of hanging, doing my thing. It's not to say that Christians who are unmarried don't do that. I'm just saying that I place a lot of emphasis and priority on my behavior, even when it's bad. I take, you know, I want to do the right thing. Mm. Oh, and after the second marriage, I probably should not have done it again. Once I got out of it, I was pretty much saying to myself, I'm done. I'm not doing it again. But somehow within a year after the end of the second marriage, I was married again. No way. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so grateful. You know, I think. Wait, wait, wait. How did you meet? Come on. Because, you know, all the ladies want to know. How did you meet Carl? It was it was it was almost like happenstance. I was at at an event and I was within I was dating already. (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't let no grass grow under my feet. Okay, you you. Okay. (laughs) Go, but I'm going to replace you. I don't mean to be, be, be mean about it, but I'm just saying, I'm not that alone thing, you know? You know, I guess I'll the story, but, but I was with a date and I was at this party and my wife walked up to me at the party. She said, hi, my name is Latanya Black. I'm your Facebook friend. Hmm. And I said, okay, she was pretty. I said, okay, you're my Facebook friend. I introduced her to my date. I made a mental note of who she was. I went home and I looked her up because it would happen to me all the time because I have a pretty large, uh, Facebook following in terms of is my, my page is maxed out. So I'm going to make sure I knew who she was. It happens to me a lot. People say to me, I know you from Facebook. So I want to make sure that I made the connection of who she was. I did remember her name though, but I wanted to make sure. So I went home and looked it up and said, okay, there she is. So a few months later, I, you know, we broke up this young lady that was dating, we broke up. So I was at home one day, Saturday night or whatever on Facebook, I see the green light of Latanya Black. I said, oh yeah, that's a pretty girl, pretty chocolate girl I met at the party. That's what I said to myself. I'm gonna hit her up. Start typing to her. She typed right back. I said, oh, okay, she typed right back. So we started talking and it turned into a very lengthy conversation right there on the spot. I mean, we just clicked instantly. And Wait, you ended up chatting the whole time or you actually got on the phone? Well, we did chat on there and then she sent me her number and then I called it. So it was both. So we chatted online for a while. We probably talked i don't know two or three hours at night between the you know the uh the the online transmissions and the phone conversation and then we decided to meet yeah and then we met for breakfast and uh that was it i mean literally that was it and i wasn't thinking oh i'm gonna marry her it wasn't thing like that i was thinking like oh okay i'm gonna date her because i had some other <laughs> i had some other ladies that i was kind of checking out too i just I didn't see it at the time as anything other than, oh, we're going to just check out. And then I think what really won me over with her was she was so positive and kind and she wasn't pushing me. You know, she even knew I was dating other people. Yeah, She knew it. I said, you know, because I'm not the kind of dude that's going to say, you know, I'm, you know, lie to get whatever I want. I was always very clear. And by the way, I always felt that a lot of women never appreciated that but that's a whole other story. I don't think that ladies appreciate when a man comes at them correctly. 
What you, what you, you dating other people? What's that about? Uh, or or they don't believe. Show. It's like they don't believe you when you tell them things. It's like mm-hmm. that to me was always a a, a red flag. Mm-hmm. You know, as a man, if I tell you how I feel, what I'm doing, and you bring a whole bunch of other stuff to the party, I'm like, oh, okay, hmm. X mm-hmm. gone done finished. I'm gonna waste time. So she was positive. She knew you were dating other women, and she was like, okay. When we yeah she yeah she said yeah I she was you know and then you know to hear her tell the story now you know she says well I was dating other people too you know but I okay but I mean I didn't I didn't care I mean because I was dating other people you know what I'm saying I didn't care that she was dating other people she was very available to me when I called her Mm. and um and that was it but when I met her I was already dating somebody else who I kind of liked okay. Already, when she came into the picture, she was not even in the first position. She was like in the second position, my wife, current wife. It's like second. How did she move up to first position, Carl? <sighs> she just did herself, just being her. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I mean, because the other person was very cool and I liked her. She wasn't like she was awful. She was really, really nice. And I just, it was just, I think I spent more time with Latanya, I think might have been a little bit of it. And the second part of it was, was that she was just so kind and so nice, you know, and brought a lot of positivity to my life. She brought value. Yeah. You know, every time I was with her. And then there were things that would happen. Like, you know, I told you I'm a producer and I was doing, I would do like little events that I produce and she would show up and help and stuff. And she would just love on people. She does the same thing now. Mm-hmm. You know, I have these female friends. She takes all my female friends and they love her more than they love me. They don't talk to me anymore. They love her. So I'm just saying she just has an effect on everybody who, to this day, she meets people that I, that are friends of mine and they love her more. Mm -hmm. Quick story. So legendary actor, director, I'm not bragging, but he's just my friend, uh, Bill Duke, great friend of mine. Me and Bill are like, that's my, that's my brother. Bill loves Latanya. Bill, Bill don't like me. (laughs) Bill loves Latanya. Straight, straight up story. I mean, so, you know, she just so said that with all my There's something there. So one of the things I normally tell my clients, how important it is not to date in just a silo and get to know your people's people, right? right. To be able to understand who it is that you spend time with. And what is that? Because so many times your friends and family will see something that you don't see, or, you know, it could all be wonderful in terms of building a life together. So what was that like introducing her to your people and vice versa? Well, you know, I hate to do a comparative study, but I will for the sake of this uh, discussion. My second wife, I'm not saying no one liked her, but a lot of people didn't like her. Wow. I, 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 sh- I, sh- I should have, and it came out later. The people who came have come to me after I split with her and said, oh my God, I don't know how it lasted that long. Oh, she was this, she did this to me in this place. She said this to me, she looked at me this way. I mean, I've heard so many stories like that. Now people like her, but not like Latanya. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. I think that, and I didn't listen really, you know, with the second one, because there were warnings there. That's why I don't blame her, to your point. Right. Compared to Latanya, who people just embraced her from the time we started dating, through that whole process, and even afterwards. That's still true today. Yeah. It makes me look better. She makes me look better. people, People want to hang out with me because they See to her choice. Uh, he if he chose her, then he must be all right. I mean, literally, 
you know, that's what's happening with me. And I'm an okay guy. You know, I've got, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm, you know, I'm older. So I don't, I don't, I'm, you know. I'm, How old were you when you two met? I was uh, 56, 56, wow. I think. Something like that. Uh, 50, yeah, it had to be 56 because my second marriage ended when I was 55, which was what made it so devastating. Because I never thought I'd be going through and starting all over again at 55. And I remember people were telling me, you know, man, you shouldn't be dating because you ain't got no money. I mean, there were women telling me this. You shouldn't be dating because you have no money. And how wrong they were. Mm. How wrong they were. Because mm. <clears throat> there was a friend of mine who was mentoring me, uh, a pastor by church. And, and I was telling him how I was going to never date again or I wasn't going to date seriously until I got my financial act together and I was going on and on I was lamenting the whole ending of the last saying the money thing and after I got done on this rant he looked at me in my eye and he said Carl don't do that <laughs> you know and he was right I listened to him because when he said it, it just really connected to my spirit and so I just opened up to the possibilities at that point it was a very pivotal moment for me because you know a lot of men feel that way a lot of men feel that if they don't have enough money to take care of you and it's, it comes from a really good place. It's not a bad thing that men feel this way. But I think that is kind of uh, distorted and out of balance. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with a woman wanting a man that can't take care of them or that makes enough money and that can provide security and all that. It's totally okay. That's, that's God made us that way. But I think that where we're at today is out of proportion and people are missing out on mm -hmm. opportunities because it's not in perspective. You know, so did, did you have a car, Carl? A what? A car. A car? Yeah. Yeah. A car. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't know. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would like Buster, you know, no car, you know, couldn't do no place to live, you know. I would like it would like Yeah. It's never been like never been like that. Ever. There's no money and then there's no money. You know, I tell my ladies, listen, if you gotta pick him up from the bus stop, I don't know. Okay, okay, Carl, you Not had something, been. you had something going for you. Well, I think that's you had a car. this is what you call it a logic progress, a logic of progression of our discussion because mm -hmm. it's about purpose. Mm -hmm. I think that 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 my wife saw what I was doing and believed it. She it believed was action it. steps though. You were taking action. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, and you know, I you know, I'm not a big star in Hollywood, but I'm well known. People know me. Yeah. People who you know know me. There, you know, a lot of big people know who I am. Mm -hmm. So, I think when she saw that, I mean, that was attractive. Not in the sense that oh, I can get something out of it, but in the sense that this man is on his job. Yeah. These people wouldn't respect and know him if he wasn't somebody who was a serious force in the business. He just hasn't had his turn yet, you know? And I think that, you know, you hear a lot of women say things like, you know, I'm not here to, uh, what's the word? I feel, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not going to train him. I'm not, not that's not the uh, word though. Build a man. Build a man, yeah. I'm not going to build him. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not here to, you know, he got to already come ready. Okay. Right. Well, well okay. Well, what do you need you for then? Mm -hmm. What do you need you for? I get that, but really? So I think that, and this was what's so great about Latanya. I had nothing. I had come out this divorce and I, I came out worse than before I married this person, which is really to me telling about her, by the way. Mm -hmm. How are you going to come into a relationship with less afterward? I had less. Mm -hmm. 
because of that, you see. And my wife didn't, you know, I'm living in a small apartment. You know, I had a car though. You know, I could take care of myself. I don't need, I've never needed anybody taking care of me, but I just, mm-hmm. and she just saw it. And, and I think that as a result, I think that my career is flourishing because it's my turn, but also because of her. Also because of her. I mean, it's just, I just know, I could just give you anecdote after anecdote that it's because of her. Yeah. So there's something about being tethered to someone that believes in you, uplifts right. you, and supports you, no matter right. what you're doing. But as long as they respect what you're doing, that makes the huge difference. And Latanya believed in what you were doing. Well, I think that to the point of purpose, and this is, I'm going to talk about this in my clubhouse room tomorrow, actually, uh, from a man's perspective in terms of purpose, I believe that women must buy into the purpose of a man, totally buy in. It doesn't mean that she doesn't have her own purpose or her own goals in life. Because my wife has. It's a very gifted person. My, my, wife, my wife is very talented on, in her own right. Yeah. And I will support anything she does. But for a woman, in terms of the idea of respect, because men, we, we, we need respect. We need the encouragement. We need you to help us. We need, you guys don't need our help. It's a whole different thing with you guys. But that's why you guys are there. So if you don't buy into our purpose and hopefully has, if you didn't have one, then don't, that's a whole other thing entirely. Don't, you know, that, that's what you can't, you can't like create purpose in a man. If you buy into a dude who doesn't know what he's doing or who he, what he's here for, then you're, you're gambling. But if a man knows what he's doing and you see it and he loves you, oh, slam dunk. Because when the stuff goes down and things get tough, you won't lose respect for that man, you know, or if you have a rough or dry spot, like my career goes into a dry spell. I had a dry spell for the first four years I was with her. She never gave up. She always believed in it. She never stopped. I was when I wanted to quit. She said, no, you ain't quitting. She, she just, she, you're not quitting. And to this day, she just sees so many great things. I said, I said you see that? Said, oh, yeah, yeah, I see this. Oh, blah, 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 blah. She just starts talking about all these things. She speaks of his life to what I'm doing mm-hmm. all the time because she believes it. If you marry somebody as a man who's purpose-driven, who knows what you're doing, and your wife don't believe it, which is what happened in my second marriage, that's what I learned. Wow. And so I can't blame her because she just didn't get it to this day. I, I, I bet she's surprised if she knows I'm on TV. She probably does know. She probably, she's probably heard about it. I know she doesn't believe it. I know she's shocked because she didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. We just did not work out at all. I mean, and then the thing she, she'd say to me, she's, she would uh, talk me down, tell me that I wasn't going to ever make it, you know, how stupid I was to keep acting, you know, take care of your damn family. I mean, these are things she was saying to me. And it was so hurtful to me. And then I, then I would hit back. I would say things back to her that wasn't very nice. So we were just like, boom, boom, verbally, just back and forth. And that's, 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 that's chaos. And it's just amazing how this is a total 180 and uh, mm-hmm. a beautiful flourishing space where some right. people would have had that relationship and say, you know what, relationships, I'm done. I'm not good at them. They just can't work out to now look at this. When you're in the relationship with the right person, how amazing it can be and how much you can grow. I believe that it's really a mirror, mirror situation. You have to look in the mirror. You have to own mm-hmm. whatever you brought to that situation. Even if you just chose the wrong person for you, or if you have a, attracted the wrong person to you, what's inside? What was inside of me? Yeah, that brought that into my life. 
I think that um, if there's anything that I can say that that made me change and be willing to do it again is accountability, self introspective thinking, ownership. And don't let it drive you to depression. Let it inspire you. Ask God to really look inside, you know, what's inside of you that's causing this and make the correction if you can. I mean, if you do that, if you take ownership, I just find that when people, you know, have that, just in my, uh, my opinion, it tends to be people who are pointing outward. This happened to me. This happened to me. Not taking any ownership for it. It's just, or what happened? That's very, very depressing. That makes you not want to do it because the fear will just con- you know, to consume you. But when you take ownership of it, then you can say, okay, I can change this part about me. I can prepare myself for what God has for me. I can be open now to love again because I'm owning what? My own choices. So in my mind, and then I'm kind of a positive person in general too. I'm a pretty positive, I, I love people, you know, I think people can change and you hear people say, oh, people never change. No, people can change because you, you can change, right? So if you can change and people can change. So I'm just, you know, I, I just, I just love people. So that's a part of it as well. If you don't like people, if you're cynical. That's a yeah. big one, right? So there are many cynics and just people yeah. who don't believe the best. And that yeah. doesn't really work for many relationships. It, it can't work. It can't work because even if, you, if in a relationship if something goes wrong, you can't like turn on the dime and think, oh, my spouse now is against me because this happened or because or that everything that happens is purposeful. You know, right. she did this to me on purpose. And so I got to shut it down. Yeah. So, one thing one thing I often say is your spouse, your man, your your boo doesn't wake up in the morning to say I'm trying to ruin your day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that is not what yeah. they, they wake up thinking about coffee, Jesus going to the bathroom, but they do not think about how can I ruin your day today? And when we start to believe the best in our partner and that they want the best for us, that just, that dynamic shifts everything. Oh that's my That's a goodness, big deal. And, and that's what my, you know, I've been married to people like that, who it was, mm-hmm. it was, they thought that I was there to ruin their, I mean, to hear them speak. It was like, oh, I'm there. And that was, it was totally not true. Listen to what people tip. The best way to know about who you're dating, if they're right, is to listen to what they tell you about you. Mm. Because you know you. And but you gotta have you gotta you gotta have a realistic self-image. So you got to know the bad and the good. You know, you can't be like giving yourself this rose-colored, you know, opinion of who you are. If someone tells you some stuff about you and you say, that's that's not who I am, they tell you they're talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know. And you got to listen to what somebody tell you about you. You know? That's good. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. Yo, Carl, don't give away all the goods. Where can people <laughs> find you on social media? How can they connect with you to follow your journey? Uh, everything is my name, Carl Gilliard. And my website is gilliardmedia.tv. Well, make sure to catch Carl on BET. Show him some love. Let him know that you found out about him here on this show. But in the meantime, make sure that you subscribe, 
love and share. And in the meantime, in between time, continue to love, continue to laugh, continue to live. Until next time, everybody. The I Am Wanted Summit is happening now. Have you gotten your spot? It's no cost whatsoever. So tune in right now, IamWantedSummit.com. Hear speakers that have worked for Pharrell. Oh my goodness. Be able to overcome the imposter syndrome. Oh my goodness. Learn how to have a healthy life while trying to be a wife. Hello. <laughs> also, for my successful single women, learn the three keys to becoming a wanted woman. At the end of the day, this is all about happiness. And we have an amazing, amazing speakers to help you with a six-figure career or move your business to millions. Tune in now at IamWantedSummit.com. IamWantedSummit.com. See you there. Have you ever wondered what to talk about on a date? Like gotten stumped about what to ask, what conversation to have? I know. That's why I created The Love Deck. This is the 60 questions I believe you should ask before choosing the one. And on the other side, affirmations just for you. Check it out. Everybody loves them. And don't forget to tag me in how it goes. Bye.